de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Welcome. Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to De Colores Radio. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin. You will probably say my name wrong. Eva Arreguin also works. So let's start off with the real. <laughs> You're probably wondering who the hell I am. What is De Colores Radio? What the hell is the De Colores Collective? Also, who are you? Why are you hosting a podcast? Well, I'll tell you. But you ain't got the answer, Sway. Just kidding, I kind of do. I'm a student of the world, proud Chicana feminist, daughter of immigrants, fat feminist, sometimes funny, always brown, trying to make the world a better place type of gal. I watched too much TV as a kid and still listen to too much hip hop. I'm sure you'll get to know me better by the end of this episode. And along with me in this room are the homies, the De Colores Collective co-founders and producers. I've got my ride or die, my literal day one, even though she wished me away as a child, my older sister, <laughs> Pat. Patricia, Patti, say hi, Pat. What up? Then we've got our other producer and co-founder, the homie, kind of my my sidekick here Rafael Ralph Rafael Tamayo we met through a few a mutual friend shout out Barbie Barbie at last year's 214 Selena event say what's up what's good what's up And the De Colores Collective is something that came together after working with these people for the last year. We um, talked about a lot of different things, but we realized there was something missing here for our community in Dallas, Texas. Uh, so we basically gathered and discussed some different ideas that were inspiring to us and something we wanted to create here. So basically the De Colores Collective is made up of an art show, this podcast, and a party. Uh, within those three things, we have a theme that we'd like to have monthly that is something that is important to us, that is a perhaps taboo issue that needs to be discussed, and we'll often have people we interview to discuss these things. The art show itself is also going to be themed with these subjects and will hopefully uh, lead to important discussions that are necessary. But the collective really came together because we realized there was that missing unity within here in Dallas, Texas, and just in the South in general, we have that stigma of being, you know, the racist South and this, this, that, and people, creatives from here usually leave and go somewhere else. And it's like, yeah. nah, we're here. Like we need to have our voices known and we, you know, are important. So we really wanted to create a platform and a movement for people to, to join us and, and feel like they, they do matter here and there's a place for them here with us at the De Colores Collective. So I invite you to join the movement. We all want progress. We're all going to be living and learning together in this because nobody is perfect. So we're really, <laughs> really growing together. And so it's time to get it. We got this. Let's go. And hopefully you have a better understanding of who we are so we can jump a little bit into our first segment. Yeah. Our first segment is the juice. Juice. Huguito. Yeah. Is that what I say? Huguito. Yeah. Okay, I'm Huguito. like, dang, do I say I always, I have a friend named Ugo. Uh-huh. And so, like, his nickname is Juice. Of course. But, like, like it caused confusion growing up. As a bilingual child, Aww. I was like, my friend's name is actually Juice. 
or mom, get un vaso de Hugo. I want some of my friends. Like, yeah, it sounds really weird. It yeah, is, it's so. kind of weird, but it's yeah. kind of cute. <laughs> so, in shout some... out to Juice Dog from Maple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Juice, and OJ. Just kidding. Oh God. Uh, okay, so in some sort of local news, there is a countersuit with Tammy Laren, Tommy Lauren. Tommy, Tommy Laren. Tommy like those little the, nasty yeah. candies. <laughs> yes. Tommy. Pat likes them. Of course, Pat likes yes. those busted candies. Nobody Big liked surprise, it. They're Pat. Bag. <laughs> <laughs> so there has been a countersuit <clears throat> from Tommy's um, The Blaze that she worked for. If you don't know Tommy Loren, Tammy Lomai, I don't remember her name at this Something. point. She is a very, how would you word it? Yeah, she's a, so I guess you would say she's a conservative political commentator. And I, I, there's a, that's a brush that is very broad. None of us really know how she got there. She just one day started screaming on the internet. And it was just like the most and people rallied behind it, like <laughs> ridiculous there was thing. Yeah. Nobody on my feed was behind her, thank God. But okay, so she's obnoxious. Yeah, to put it I nicely. Think, I think we can agree. So she apparently got a, a not expelled. She's not in school. I know What's it's the word banned. Fired. You're fired. <laughs> no, don't do that. Suspended. <laughs> Thank you. She was suspended by the Blaze, which is located here in I Dallas. I thought they fired her though. No, they suspended her because oh. she has a contract till September. Oh snap! Oh, so, so she's still getting paid. She's still getting. They literally said, "Fam, we'll pay you." Just you see, Mm-mm. which is also some BS. But anyways, they're still yeah. gonna pay her because she apparently came out on the View with her pro-choice views, and she's she's beyond problematic. That's not even the word for her anymore. She has said some ridiculous, <clears throat> ridiculous things that I don't even want to mention because they're so stupid. Basically, now they're countersuiting her because she's trying to still do stuff even though she's suspended. Yeah. And so now they don't want her to do anything. But more than anything, what I want to tell Tammy Lauren <laughs> is that Dallas does not claim you. Stop claiming Dallas. Stop yeah. calling us your city. We don't like you. If I found you in the club, I don't even fight, but I might fight you. A Nuck If You Buck came on, it would be lit. <laughs> I don't like, even what know. What is that? <laughs> Nuck If What? Who what is, is a Nuck and what is a Buck? I know. Um, where is she? She's not. Where is she really from? Because she wasn't born in I think Dallas. it's like Arkansas. It's like another Arkansas. like whack at. <laughs> never mind. Let me not be mean. Anyways. We love you, Ar- Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas fans. Arkansas. I just said it yeah. wrong. I'm sorry. Too much sauce. Okay. Anyway. Anyways, we don't claim you. We don't like you. I'm glad you're getting countersuited, even though that's all (sighs) dumb. You just need to be removed. She does. She still still has followers, though. Oh, she does. I mean, and she always will. But I think it's that same thing that Trump did, where they just say such like radical, Mm, ridiculous things that are. That's how they get their attention. That's how they get their views. That's how they make anything of themselves and it does get irritating when you have uh news programs you know interviewing her and normalizing it like oh, rachel yeah. dolezal who we are not even about to get into <laughs> right not. now no yeah but they but create same this thing. critical mass yeah, and it's, this, yeah, yeah it's like the thing with we can go on anyways yeah. boo just bye to yeah. tommy loren we don't like you here go ahead and leave with your the blaze or whatever <laughs> I don't. Is does anybody even pay attention to that? The only reason that know. became a thing. I I googled it because I thought it might have been like Method Man's new album <laughs> from. Blaze? You know what no, I mean? I'm thinking of Just Blaze. <laughs> no, you know. And I was right. like, oh, Meth from Wu Tang is nope. dropping a new album, whatever. But yeah, no. Anyways, bye, Tommy Loren. 
we're not going to spend any more time on you because whatever. <laughs> Some more local news that we might touch on just briefly because the reason it becomes so difficult is because these things aren't uncom- uncommon in the South and we are not proud of them. But things like a Plano church that, you know, was flying the rainbow flag and then they, they find a note the next day saying we don't. Yeah. So the sign literally read, I didn't agree with your flag. So I took it down. If you don't agree with this one, you can take it down. P.S. There are only two genders. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're literally saying, oh, you don't like this flag? Uh, you can take this one down, too. Okay. And that's what? Anyways. Yeah. It's just weird because I, I mean, I get it. I understand, like, you don't agree with it. But, bro, start your own church and fly your own flag. Like, that's what's also, great about but yeah. it's not like they're against the American flag. They're literally right. just like, hey, we're going to fly the rainbow flag and that's because that, it's important the, to us, which is okay. Mm-hmm. It is not hurting you. It is doing nothing to you. Let it flag. We don't need your little sly comment about you believing in two genders because your mind can't get out of that box. Exactly. But. Like, what's your real, did you solve, oh, you solved it? <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, now we only have two genders because you took a flag and replaced it. This is why the South is looking looked at the way it is and that's why we had to start the De Colores Collective to say hey true this is we are here let's stop thinking in these old ways we gotta move on progress and learn together so whoever did that you're really bored really bored (laughs) and was so unnecessary yeah very much but our most important news there's so much important news let me stop playing but this thing is far too important to me um Don't even play with me right now. I'm not. I'm really. (laughs) The most important news to me is that the best rapper alive. Oh, are you talking? Who are you? The best current rapper alive. This is a big claim. Let me chill. (laughs) That is a big claim. I'm sorry. Kendrick's new album. Kendrick. Yes, Kendrick. That's who you're talking about. Lamar. (laughs) Dropped his new album. Damn. In all caps with a period. Yeah. I tried to buy a shirt that were sold out. Anyways, came out on Friday. Uh-huh. And it is, it's glorious. It is. It is glorious. It is. I know we disagree about what Kendrick's position is, or what his place is in rap. And we're not too far off. We're though. not too far we're off. Not, we but can come to a certain. Yeah, we we can. But that um, album, damn, yo, yeah. there's nothing else to title that. Yeah, three like two two three days on that album already, and yeah, it's it's it'll be one for the for the it's, books for sure. I'm breathing slow because it means a lot already, and it's literally <laughs> been out for three days. And I would imagine when this episode comes out, it's still gonna be bumping to everybody that I know, unless. Unless, Unless he drops a second album. Yeah. Okay, we have so much to talk about. Okay, so all those theories were so fun, even it's though crazy. like I guess it's not happening. But man, people were really digging in those theories. Yeah. Spotify changed the background to a yeah. blue background, so that must be it's gonna be another album. I was like, whoa! And then like my brain wanted to believe so badly that this dude was gonna drop another album because yeah. why wouldn't you want your you know one of the best artists to drop some more music? Like duh. True. And then at the end of the album. It's like, ooh, is he going to say something? And he keeps like, they keep saying like, this isn't the final cut. We're coming back. And I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, we're ready, but we're not. And so it was just a lot. And it 
it was there are several things we can cover about this those theories were hilarious but also like kind of believable like they were that that alludes to the fact that in this day and age you have to completely understand everything that you're doing because even the slightest detail will turn into oh my, like a blue wall. They were like, seriously, what? yo, that, that they named brick. a second album nation, <laughs> damn yes. nation, because damn nation. He doesn't even have that. to do anything but like just rap because they created this whole he world doesn't. for him. He already. doesn't even talk much. <laughs> he and really doesn't. It. It's anyways, <laughs> this album start to finish. Yeah fantastic it's pretty fire it's, it's pretty, pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie. that's like you you can't deny um something interesting that i think came out a little bit before that i just want to like touch on briefly because this was some of the controversy that came up after humble um which is still a freaking fire ass track yeah smack middle on the album basically yeah it's crazy like it's it's funny i saw some conversation i heard some conversation about there's there's always the the pros and the cons on why and the the purists and the new progressive types Mm. in in this culture of ours that comment on it but i think ultimately at the end of the day if you're able to like sit there and connect with it on any level any level then it's it's gold that's what art's supposed to do exactly and that's what it is and so you know a lot of a lot of my friends were like yo it's too simple it's mad basic but i was like but you still not in your head right like you still like yo okay our friends are very different yeah but anyways so (laughs) but something i thought that was interesting i saw this a few weeks before i think the the heart part four dropped was it was saying it was gonna be a feminist album and I was like ooh what the fuck does that mean because I'm a feminist and I this is my favorite rapper what are you about to do so I was a little bit nervous a little bit excited but I was like schoolboy wore his little girl power shirt that's progressive yeah. right for for a rapper that's like mostly misogynistic in some yeah. way because that's yeah. what rap is unfortunately but it's like you know it's a whatever so I was like, what is he about to do? Is he about to, you know, recite me some Sojourner, like some real womanist, like something? I was ready. But it is it is something interesting, which I don't even know where that article came from. But I don't feel like this album is as misogynistic as others. Yeah. And I could be wrong. Some people were definitely unhappy with the lyric about Photoshop and yeah. natural. And that everything deserves its criticisms even the greatest artists deserve their criticisms we can't completely attack feminists because they didn't like that lyric oh yeah that's okay that's how they feel i too am a feminist and i am okay with it but it's also my personal view and that's something that we need to really realize and not just attack kendrick or the feminists or whatever you want to call us um is that you have to find that balance within that. And I think this is progressive for him still because I don't feel like he's being as, suck my di-, you know, just like how you, what you're used to, which yeah. I will still nod my head to. Yeah. But that's the reality of it. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't know if that's really a thing that they were going for, but I feel yeah. like maybe it's not necessarily as bad um, as others and even go. even then, like you, that, and, and I think, and, and when you look at it, like you look at the whole landscape of, of, of that of rap and the whole game right now and the way Kendrick handles all of that like that is one of the reasons you gotta say look that's why he's up there because he's able to handle it in a way that's like look I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feed into it in the way that you might think someone in my position would right 
but I'm gonna do my thing and it's still gonna be yeah it's mine and that's the thing with this album especially because a lot of people didn't like the last album which we're not even gonna get get into but (laughs) with this album it's really him saying yo this is my story this is my blackness this is my masculinity this is my fear this is my love this is my pride literally with each track he's telling us that and he's he's oh y'all are gonna talk shit about me okay i'll put that in that news clip we're gonna put yeah, it in here boom, yeah and that's like that's whoa pretty dope. yeah that's and cool. who would think a news clip is like in a rap song gonna be like your head's gonna be like hell yeah but yeah. like whew. anyways my favorite track right now on that is xxx i'm just gonna say that's it a good one yeah i had literally when you asked me about the album i hadn't i heard everything up until that song and you were like you gotta listen to this one and so i was like all right, cool. And so, like, I looped it, like, four or five times. It was the first song I let my brother listen to, who's, like, very old school, like, yo, rap ain't what oh, it is. Hey. Yeah, it ain't what it used to be, blah, blah, blah. But he, you know, he, he gets down to Kendrick. And he heard that, and he was, like, sold. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So For sure. I mean, every song to, is great. There yeah. are, you know, some that stand out more <clears> to others. But all in all, great album. I'm so excited. I he's I think he's gonna tour with it. I'm sure. I feel oh, like he, has he will. To. Come on, yeah. Um, and uh, the one thing, I, his performance at Coachella was dope. I do always worry when I see people dressing in other cultures' garbs because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wait, like, ugh. Yeah. but. I don't think I've heard too much negative feedback. Yeah, so. no. I don't and know. He's it bridging, was still dope. I mean, he's re, re, kind of rejuvenating for for the the new age. You know, it, that, it is that funny because I kept Asian, yeah, that, you know, what and I mean? well, and you keep hearing that Kung Fu Kenny, and so it's like you heard yeah. that in the last and what Untitled Unmastered, I think, is what it actually was, and then it's like oh he really played that up and then it was funny because when he in Coachella he says I studied the greats is like why maybe he really was going after that and I think that that attributes to a lot of what he is but God bless Kendrick Lamar I'm I hope everybody's listening if not still a dope album still a great piece of art in my opinion so that's going to wrap up our juice for the week now we're gonna the juice jump into our interview With each exhibit is a theme for the show, as I said earlier. This month's theme is immigration, something that a lot of us have experience with. Dallas has historically really shown out for this issue. Mm -hmm. Our mayor seems to kind of be on our side. Right. Which is still, you know... It's one of those things. I mean, publicly, he... he, he Publicly, he has, which means more than other places. Exactly. And so that's a good thing. Immigration is something a lot of Latinx people, which if you don't know the term Latinx is a progressive gender-inclusive term we're using, tend to have some sort of experience with it, especially here in Texas, as we're right next to the border and Mexico. The land that the current administration claims, as you might remember is not sending their best. They're sending people that have lots of problems and they're bringing those problems with us. <laughs> they're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're, br- they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people, which I don't know if you remember, but like during the debates and stuff, the VP was like, 
I don't think you guys heard the full quote. He said some are good people. That's a garbage statement. Fam, you that really is the think most that's going to let us all forgive statement. that? Yes, like, I, no, you could Some are good people. Oh, I'm one of them, fam. Like, right here. Thank <laughs> oh, you. Oh, okay. Thank you for that's what we took away. Anyways. Yeah. Get out of here. Bye. This, this country's history with immigration is pitiful, I would say, in to put it nicely, it's it's very complicated, but it is something that we need to discuss. So we were able to bring in someone that recently had an experience that would be considered very traumatic, I would say. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we are very grateful that he is going to be able to join us. It's Edwin Romero. Yeah. And we're very lucky to have him here with us in the studio. So here's our little interview with Edwin Romero, a student at UTD and a dreamer. With us, we have Edwin Romero, a dreamer, and let's welcome him. <laughs> welcome, Thank you. welcome. Thank you. All righty. So tell us a little bit about your early life. Uh, okay, well, I was born in Morelia, Michoacán, in Mexico. I was there for the first six years of my life, and then uh, we came to the U.S., um, and we actually came here to Dallas, so I've been living here in Dallas for almost 20 years. Yeah, this is home. Yeah, this is definitely home. I mean, I went to school here in Dallas. I graduated from Skyline High School back in 2009. Okay. Um, I did start college after that, but I have been kind of like, going to school on and off and part-time just because it's it's been kind of a struggle um at home you know having to work mm-hmm, all the time sure. support myself and my mother because she can't work mm-hmm. um and things like that so i'm still you know i still haven't given up um still part-time student so that's good i'll I'm still looking at the light at the end of the tunnel. Absolutely. Don't ever stop looking at the light. Yeah, of course. That's Um, how it is with school. School itself is hard enough, even if you think you have your stuff together. So don't ever stop looking at that light. Definitely. You're 20? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. I've been living here almost 20 years. He's been living here 20 years. So you're like 20. I won't even give out your age. Let me not. (laughs) I'm about to expose your age. Yeah, I'm 20-something. 20-something. something. That's a good age to be at. I am also a 20-something, so. Yeah. All right. 20-something as well. (laughs) He's lying. Don't listen to him. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's the whole purpose of this. We actually just brought you in so that you could tell Rafa he was young. All righty. So. So you grew up in Dallas. Yes. This is home. Mm-hmm. So you were here from six on. Is that yep, correct? That's true. I was excited when you said Michoacan because that's where my family's from. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. We're like, we're, I have family from there. Well, my sister married a guy from Ooh. Dickie Chill. Oh, so, so we might be related. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's like not even your bloodline, but we're still related. Somehow we're all related. Of course, of course. Alrighty, so you grew up here in Dallas, came here at six from Michoacan. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up at that time? Um, Actually, at that time, I remember I wanted to be an actor. Aww. That, that was kind of... I don't know why. I think it's because... I used to watch a lot of like novelas with my family. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! Because it's it's um well with my sisters pretty mm-hmm. much. So 
So you were ready to do the like <laughs> neck turns and the screams and the cries. Yeah. I think you could still do it, honestly. If I you would want say to. go for it. And yeah. Maria La del Barrio was lit. That was <laughs> oh yeah, that was one of my favorites growing Same. up. Actually, yes. all of all of Talia's. Oh my yeah, like, god. Like Marimar and yes, all of those. I watch those like some good. ones I don't think people talk about. <laughs> like not that it's like really weird. Oh, Rebelde, yeah, everybody can. I can. There was one that had the song as the theme. Got yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that one's like required because then they replayed it even after it was over, and so you would watch. Okay, see now we're on novelas. So you wanted to be an actor, which is really sweet, and I I feel like when you're a kid, you always want to be like some kind of like I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be Britney Spears. I gave up on that a long time ago, obviously, but it's like I guess you just want to be famous. You do. You desire that for sure, definitely. So you came over at six years old, and from then you came straight to Dallas, and you just started doing the typical school situation, yeah. which is... I went to school. Um, I started first grade here, mm-hmm. um, and I remember... Well, I don't remember it much, but obviously I, I didn't speak any English, right. so it was a little bit you know scary, mm-hmm. maybe for like the first couple of months. Um but I think I got it pretty quickly because by second grade I was I wasn't scared anymore. Right. I, I like going to school. Oh, that that's sweet. So did yeah. did you you had to do like dual language courses or? Um, actually, just for like that first year. Yeah. After that, I so didn't, you picked up really quickly. Yeah. That's awesome. Alrighty, and so then from and you said you started college pretty much right after high school but then it's been yeah on and, and off I started in the fall of 2009 mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's pretty common for people to to stop and yeah have to focus on your home life like it makes perfect sense exactly yeah so with the situation that happened recently um if you're comfortable do you mind telling us what exactly happened or how it started or oh yeah of course okay so i I guess back in, I believe, like at the end of October of 2016, Mm -hmm. I was pulled over in in Richardson, like right by UTD, which is where you're attending now. Yeah, I I got uh, citations because my registration had had just expired and also I didn't have my insurance. Mm -hmm. So I got those citations. I mean, honestly, at this at this point, I was I was very like stressed with school, of course. You know, dealing with finals. That's and what all college this, is, all unfortunately. This stuff. So I kind of you know put it to the side, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't you know deal with it right away. So those those tickets became um, warrant. Mm-hmm. So that is why when when I was pulled over again um, in February. Um, I did have those warrants, and I was arrested. Um, and what was your initial thought when you got pulled over that second time? When I got pulled over, and I mean, you know, there's all this stuff going on, you know, in my head. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on those past, you know, few months. Um, you know, it's been hard. It, it had been hard at home trying to keep up with everything. So I hadn't. You know, I wasn't able to go and pay those tickets in mm-hmm. order to remove the warrant. So I still I still had that. I was pulled over. And then I guess the first thing I thought was, 
this is it. Like, I'm I'm probably going to get arrested because I knew I had those warrants. The officer came to came to the car. He, you know, asked me for my license and all that. I gave him I gave it to him. Uh, and then he went to go, you know, he went back to his patrol car and took my license. So pretty sure he looked up my information mm -hmm. and he he did take a little while or at least at that point it right it, it was seemed taking longer like, than usual yeah it seemed like it was taking a while so <sighs> once he came back he came back with another officer and he asked me to step out of my car and but when he said that he just said to step out of my car to talk oh god so i you know at that point i was like well you know maybe he's gonna give me a chance or something yeah you're hopeful uh, i was very hopeful but unfortunately that's not what happened and i laugh about it now but at that point it was oh no i can only imagine was, i was terrified it was the first time i was ever handcuffed mm -hmm. so you know i felt kind of I don't know. I, I felt like I was at the lowest point. Like I was on the ground. Well, not literally, but yeah. But that it, feeling is just knowing felt, you yeah. know what handcuffs are and you know yeah. what this country holds you to already. So having that at that moment. Yeah, I just I it, it kind of felt like I was humiliated. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew I knew it wasn't you know they were doing their job. So I'm not gonna you know, say they were doing something wrong by arresting me because I did have a warrant to be arrested. But it's just, you know, feeling, being handcuffed and being told, you know, that you were being taken to the police station was just, I felt scared because I mm -hmm. didn't know, you know, what was going to happen at that point. Right. Especially being, you know, uh, here here legally for now but not permanently right so, you know be, being a student with daca uh -huh. um you never know in these in these situations you know what's gonna happen if it's gonna affect you know your status right if something like this might you know you know have them take away your daca and just deport you you know, right. every the worst comes to mind oh, at absolutely. this point so i mean what else can you think at that point when you're in that situation which is frightening enough yeah so they took me it was very close the richardson police station mm -hmm. and you were you had to just sit in the back of the car and just like yeah well it was you know for about five minutes right less than 10 minutes the drive mm -hmm. i was sitting there handcuffed uh, you know, very uncomfortable, of but course. just kind of thinking to, you know, to myself, just praying mm -hmm. and, you know, in my heart that, that everything would turn out okay. Thankfully it did. So when we got to the police station, one thing that I was bothered by was that as soon as we got there, you know, they make you change into their uniform. Mm-hmm. But they also made me take off my glasses. And that was, huh. that was, I was very, I guess, the entire time that I was there, I couldn't wear my glasses. And Did I didn't, they think it would be a weapon? Yeah. 
Okay, they, they, I'm like, they, uh, they thought it was a safety issue. So they made me take off my glasses. You and know, you're like, I, I can't I was see. Very I'm already uncomfortable. I couldn't see anything. Gosh. Everything was blurry. And and I, you know, more than once I did ask them, like, can I, you know, can I wear my glasses or why can't I wear my glasses? And they just told me it was a safety issue. Um, wow. So that was, I guess, it was a minor thing, but yeah. it, it was... Glasses are kind of a form of comfort as well, though, especially with your obvious vision, like you like yeah. being able to see. It's like when you can't hear, you want to, you need your hearing aid, right? Yeah, for so sure. I you need want my something. glasses if I can't see. Yeah, you're already in this difficult situation. Yeah. So that, that was one thing that I was kind of bothered by, but, you know, it wasn't that important at that point. Mm-hmm. So I just... I just let it be, and I was I was waiting for a little bit, maybe like an hour before I was booked in. Mm-hmm. And, and you then, had already gotten dressed or whatever. Yes, yeah, that's the first thing they they make, make you, you do. do. Yeah, is change. And you were just, and all throughout all this time, your mind is thinking what? Uh, this whole time, you know, I'm just worried. I'm very scared, and. I'm thinking about my mom because I know that you know she needs she she needs to know but I don't want her to worry. Oh yes. So you know for that whole night I I didn't call my mom. I told my friend um you know the person that I called was my best friend Nick Hernandez. He I told him not to tell her. Wow. Just because I was worried, you know. You didn't want to worry her more. I didn't want to worry her because I knew that she wouldn't, you know, she ha- she has health issues mm-hmm. that are controlled right now. But if she has any kind of, you know, drastic emotion like that, For then sure. she's not going to feel well. So I did keep it from her. Yeah. That's something that like as a as a child like you know i mean that's one of the worst probably the worst second to worst maybe call that they would receive about their their child and so it's like honorable of you because i know that's something you had to ultimately decide and say okay i'm not gonna let her know because i care too much about her health which says a lot about you so then they booked you in finally and yeah they booked me in um you know they ask you these questions and just because i've never been arrested you know like that before i don't know if they do this all the time but the first thing i remember they asked me was if i was a u.s citizen if i was born here or in a different country and if i was if i was born somewhere else where i was born they even asked me if i had a social security number which i told them i did yeah so they that was the first time they mentioned your status yeah the the first when i when i was being booked in when they were asking all my information that's when they were asking all this stuff about you know me being from here mm-hmm. or from a different country so i thought that was kind of like wouldn't why? they be able to pull up that information sure. so they're they're just yes. like asking you to like reassure them or to use it against you maybe if you were to say the opposite mm, oh yeah i, I mean, don't know that seems like i, don't know I think you've got you're you're the system like you know you should have this this information especially as I a w- daca student like i was thinking that too like they definitely are using that i don't know maybe not that doesn't I know sometimes they like getting the information like verbally they do like the information verbally but it also seems like why are you asking me what you already know verbally to use it against oh of course yeah that's what i'm hinting at is that unfortunately it seems like oh, maybe and speaking of using something against um someone uh they never 
are they never did the whole Miranda rights? That's thing? what I've I've heard that someone <clears throat> else that was recent that not that yeah. I just know a bunch of people that get arrested on the regular, but somebody else I know that was arrested said they never told them there are Miranda rights either, mm-hmm. and I'm like. That's the one thing we know y'all should be doing when you arrest somebody. Like, all this other mess, not so much. But that's, you know... That's the first thing I expected, but it didn't happen, so... Well, so... That's always so much uneasiness. Like, when you don't know, it's like, you think that there's a protocol, but it's not really happening the way it should. Mm -hmm. And then so many things are just like unclear. And you're trying to go with it because you don't want to make it worse because you're obviously already in a tough situation. So it's just like... Yeah, so you don't want to make it worse. So you kind of just stay quiet. Yeah, that's that's the best route to go, I would say. So they asked you all that and you revealed the truth, I'm assuming. Yeah, of course. I told them the truth that I was not a U.S. citizen, that I was born in Mexico. But when he asked me if I had a social security number, I told him I did because, you know, I'm a DACA student, so Mm -hmm. I'm able to have one now. Right. Um, he even asked me to say the number. What Maybe the he was verifying it because I saw that he was looking at the screen. So I said it. See, and that's like irritating said, okay. to me because I feel like they're doing that on purpose just to like get to you or something. Like that doesn't seem like that's really necessary. Like if you can't read me my Miranda rights, I'm not about to give you my social. Anyways. <laughs> at well, this point, you just want to come. Yeah, you just come. Yeah. Of course, of course. You just want to go with whatever they're saying so you don't mm-hmm. get in any worse uh, yeah. situation and so then was it your friend that got in contact with like Raices or how did that whole situation work yes um, so right after I was booked in I asked to use the phone they allowed me so I called my friend Nick he actually works for Raices oh wow <clears throat> yeah he's a he works for Raices and so when I called him you know he was a little confused because I was calling him from this weird number oh my goodness and then I told him what was going on and he said at first you know he probably didn't know what to do because he asked me well what do you want me to do you know like and I just said I need you to help me yeah of course um, because I, I knew that he he would he would be able to he's always been there so i knew he was the person to call i just told him i need your help but please don't tell my mom Mm -hmm. and so he was like okay i'm you know i'm gonna do whatever i can to help you so the first thing he did you know because i was arrested for minor traffic violations he went to a bail bonds place to you know post bail and in hopes that i would just be released like anyone else would Mm -hmm. be released and they did tell him that they told him he should be released by the morning which is when the court you know uh, opens and they sign the paper i'm assuming Mm -hmm. so they told him i would be released that morning around 8 or 8 30 well that didn't happen so i started to get worried around like you know 9 30 10 and i was able to call my friend again through a like a a phone that was in the cell that we were in so pretty much it was kind of like a payphone because they had to i had to i called my friend and then they had to deposit money into some account so that they could speak to me so then i had to call him again i called him again maybe like 20 30 minutes later i was able to reach him that time because he did deposit the money and i asked him you know 
do you know what's going on? Have you spoken to anyone? And he told me, yeah, I posted bail like around one in the morning. They told me that you should have been released, oh, you know, early in the morning. But at that point, he, he was confused, too. And then he told me he was going to, you know, talk to his to his supervisors at work at Raices, the attorneys, and mm-hmm. see if there was anything, you know, that needed to be done or why I wasn't released yet. And then I did call him about an hour later, and then he had spoken to someone at the jail already, and they did confirm that I wasn't released because I had an ice hold oh, um, at that point. And how'd you feel in that moment when you heard that? Yeah, at that, that was my worst fear, mm-hmm. obviously. So at that point when he told me that... He, I guess he kind of tried to keep me calm because he said, yeah, there's an ice hold, but my, you know, my boss, Michelle, is here with me. She's, she says she's going to help you. She's going to do everything and your ha- And your heart was, like, sinking, I'm sure. Yeah, at that, at that point, I was like, are you serious? Like, that's what they told you, you know? So I started feeling even worse than I was already mm-hmm. feeling. I was already worried. So at this point, I was like, well, I mean... I was already thinking like if if I get the, if I end up getting deported, you know, what am I going to do? Or where am I going to live? You know, because most everything would, is just, most your family here? Yeah, everyone in my okay. family's here. Even my the only person that still goes has a house in Mexico is my grandma, so mm-hmm. she still goes and stays there. But she's a permanent resident here, so right. she she doesn't permanently live in Mexico. Yeah, this is her home. This is, this her is home. home. Yeah, so you know, I would, everything just goes through your head, you know, what you're going to do if it's just, it was just like a fear that I wouldn't, you know, want anyone else to experience because it's it's horrible. But thankfully, um, you know, the his boss, the attorney, Michelle Garza, she she did. I spoke to her on the phone because they were together. You know, she asked me. She said she needed my, you know, permission to start the campaign, mm-hmm. with, you know, for Raices to spread, um, you know, my spread out on social media. What all, was happening? What was happening, um, you know, with my case, my information in order to get people to start calling because, you know, since I was a DACA student, there was no reason for for there to be an ice hold. Right. I, you know, I, I wasn't not. here illegally. So, you know, she said that she did make sure, you know, she did ask me more than once, are you sure there's no uh, nothing else on your record that, you know, could be causing this? And I told her, no, all I had was were those traffic tickets and that's it. And she said, OK, well, we're going to get you out because, you know, there is definitely no, no reason, reason at for all. Them to be for, for their, yeah, exactly. So I gave her that, you know, permission. Raices started that campaign on social media on facebook everywhere for people to start calling and at this point your mom still didn't know right at this point my mom didn't know but when that second time that i spoke to my friend it was like around 11 almost 10 30 or 11 i told him i was like you need to tell her now because she's right, gonna she's end gonna up finding find out, out anyways the so, worst way probably yeah so so he you know i told him to to uh, tell her what was going on and so everything started you know social media started you know blasting everyone mm-hmm. started sharing this um and i was i just 
I almost couldn't believe how how fast it worked. You know, how fast everyone moved, mobilized. I do have, you know, a lot of friends that are activists and mm-hmm. that are very involved, you know, politically and doing all these things everywhere. So around. it's nice to feel your community really stand behind yeah, you. Yeah, so, and, and, so and, and. I knew that, you know, they would stand behind me. I knew they were going to help, but I just didn't know how, you know, powerful it. How quickly it would come to life yeah, and the they were ready. They, they were able to get all these people to come together. And I had people from all over, like not just here in Dallas, not even just Texas, but from all over that were sharing this, that were calling. Within like the next hour, my the attorney, she went to see me at the mm-hmm. jail, uh, at the station. And I could hear whenever they took me to go speak with her, I could hear the phones ringing like nonstop. Wow. And some even I wasn't sure, but somehow I knew that the phones were ringing because about all these you. people were calling about me. That's powerful. So I at the same time, you know, I was worried and everything. But at the same time, I felt it felt amazing just knowing that all these people were had your back. Yeah, were fighting for me. Mm-hmm. I, and, and and yeah, I confirmed it after I was I was out. You know, I spoke to a lot of people. They told me, yeah. um, you know, I was calling. I called several times. I had my friends calling. I had my family. Like, everybody was just doing it. And so, you know, this just really showed me, you know, on a personal level, how great it is to be able to unite the community. How, you know, having knowing people that are active in the community is just, it was amazing. And, and for I know there's a lot of people that probably you know doubted that it would help i well i know for sure that there there are people that doubted i saw some comments of people that you know said all this calling isn't going to help it's just going to make it worse but let me tell you it did it did work and it did help that's important to know people those calls work it 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 worked 100 percent if if raices wouldn't have done this you know calling campaign on on social media I I feel that I probably would have stayed there stayed there longer mm-hmm. and maybe I would have ended up you know in an immigration detention yeah. center no idea what would have happened basically. yeah so I know that it worked a hundred percent you know and I'm very grateful to my community my friends you know everybody that helped I had like I said I had all these people you know message me and from all over call me you say all over the nation or mostly yeah, here in Texas? I mean, mostly here in Texas, but also people from other places like California. You know, I've met some people that live over there that were helping, that were calling, they were messaging, wow. you know, people in D.C. What a feeling to know that. It's awesome. Wow. It, it, it was awesome. You know, I was very overwhelmed. Like I said, yes, I was worried. But soon after, you, I, I heard the phones ringing. While you were with Michelle. While I was with the attorney, with Michelle. It was only like not even an hour later that they... Well, okay, let me say this. Whenever the attorney went to go see me, she did, Um, you know, she talked to the people that were answering the phone. They did tell her that that they were tired of answering the phone oh, wow. because there were <laughs> too tired many people. You're tired of doing your job because yeah, they, everybody cares about you and exactly. you need to be out. They, so what she told them, of course, was all you have to do is release him. Yeah. And people are going to stop calling. <laughs> this, you would stop that issue if you just... Exactly. So no. she told them, you know, I'm very thankful to her too because she stood up for me. 
she's she's an awesome person she was she helped me you know asking for nothing in return mm -hmm. she she just and that's what races does right exactly mm -hmm. that's amazing they they do help a lot of people so you know she did speak to them they told her there was nothing they could do that it was higher up the chain and she said well let me speak to someone yeah let me talk up, up the, the chain, chain. <laughs> yeah so we can um, help you stop answering phones if you just you know release my yep, friend here exactly so you know at first they didn't really want to they kind of hesitated to well i don't i don't know if you know you can speak to them right now so you know me and her spoke she had me sign some papers in case she had to represent me you know in any court mm -hmm. which thankfully it didn't get to that point but it was important to have her there yeah, to do that exactly and then after her visit it was maybe like 30 45 minutes the there was an officer that came to get me again and i was a little bit confused because this time he asked me to get you know my cover and the little mat that they give you to sleep on and so i took it and he told me you know put that stuff there and then once he to he took me to where my clothes were and he said go in the restroom and change uh, at this point hope. yeah at this Ooh. point I, I started getting you know very anxious and mm -hmm. excited like are they letting me go like or what's happening are they taking me somewhere else right so at this point i was just trying to hurry up you know do everything as fast as i could because it might sound kind of silly but I was like, I don't have th that much time because what if some? No, you that's know? not silly. I would be the same way. Let me get yeah. out of here as quick as I, I can. Yeah, I was just trying to get out of there as quickly as I could. Mm -hmm. So I changed. I was very nervous and shaky. I came back to where the same place where I was booked in. He gave me my belongings that they had kept. And I finally, I finally got my glasses back <laughs> after like, wow. I don't know, 16, 17 hours of being there without them. And obviously, I didn't even sleep. I, I couldn't sleep. I, I wouldn't imagine. So. Yeah. So it was the longest night ever. And I finally got my glasses back. And then it was, it's funny because when, when, when the officer was taking me, you know, to the exit, it was kind of like a maze. Like he kept telling me, okay, turn here, turn there, go through that door. So I was very like confused. I was like, because I didn't where, feel like it was just yeah, going where, to the exit. Yeah. Where like am I going exactly? And then finally we get to the, you know, the front door to the lobby, the door mm -hmm. to the lobby. And he, he said, he just says, go through that door and you're free to go. So when I hear this, I'm just... Oh, my God. I'm holding back tears because I'm so excited, you know, that they're... I couldn't believe it. It was almost like a miracle. Like, mm -hmm. all these calls, all these people um, calling, you know, to ask for my release. Like, I couldn't believe that it worked, and it worked so fast. So quickly, and you really saw it happen. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. That's incredible. The power of the community, for sure. For sure. And that's what this is all about, is, is reminding each other that community effort works and that's why we need to talk to people like you and hear your stories because yes. you're not the only one and it's with us that we can all take care of each other and really lift each other up and be there when necessary so then after that i'm assuming is whenever all the 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 kind of craze happened and and you were like everywhere it yeah, seemed like after this you know my phone i was i turned my phone on it, it it was ringing like almost nonstop, so it just died. Oh. 
Poor phone. Ages died. I couldn't even speak to anyone on uh-huh. my phone. You know, I went home. That was the first thing. And you just got in your car and went home? Well, no. Uh, I've, whenever I was pulled over, my car was towed. Okay. So This is me just being okay, nosy at this no, point. Okay. I, I guess I forgot this part. So... For some odd reason, mm-hmm. when when I was released, Mich- the attorney Michelle and my friend Nick were still outside. They were waiting because, for you because she didn't know that I was gonna be released, but she she was just trying to figure out a way to speak to someone. You know, like they said, higher up the to chain. Move. Yeah, she was trying to figure something out. You know, she she didn't stop. She she, she had already working. rattled those cages though. She didn't even realize. Oh yeah, exactly. So so they were still outside in the parking lot. And when I walked out the door, she was the first person that I saw because she was coming back How into beautiful. the jail to try to speak to someone mm-hmm. again. And she was Be- like, "Oh my god!" Because she knew, you know that. There, there could be someone else that could help maybe you know she was just trying every every way that she Possible. could and so then we saw each other uh you know we kind of like just hugged each yes. other we, would, were all, we were very excited i would have been happy. crying probably yeah yeah I'm definitely like, <laughs> there was there was tears involved then shout out to nick and michelle because nick was there for you too oh yeah out. yeah nick he he's really been you know he's been my friend for years since mm-hmm. high school so he he's always been there like i said and i can't thank him enough like this was his doing pretty much Mm -hmm. and that's why i knew that he was the person to call because you know i know him and i knew that he would do everything in in his hands yeah and he he was also there in the in the car you know he when he saw me he couldn't believe it either he was talking to someone on the phone wow what a moment yeah he told them everybody started crying it was just it was an emotional moment of course yeah yeah definitely so then from there you went home i'm assuming yeah from there saw your mom i yeah we went home i wanted to see my mom of course you know the first thing i did was just hug her and Mm -hmm. and she hugged me back and we didn't really say much but it was understood just, yeah just being able to be there and hugging her and after you know even though i wasn't or you know detained for very long just the fact of not knowing the whirlwind of emotions yeah how long it was going to be or what was going to happen at this moment i was just thankful that i was there that i was you know free able to be with my mom then my you know family my friends mm-hmm and then that's, you know, you said you were getting all the contacts, of course. Yeah. All the people ready to talk to you. Because this is, it's a powerful story. Even if it was just a quick day or two or whatever, yeah. it's still, it says a lot more about our community. It says a lot about what's happening now and mm-hmm. just everything. And and I think what's important is that you are a dreamer. And so it's like a never-ending battle. So I don't know if you've heard about the... Uh, the recent situation about one of the dreamers that actually was sent back did you I hear actually, about that yeah i heard about that yesterday mm-hmm. um, and how did that make you feel i mean i whenever you know it was a friend that was telling me about it i was just asking questions like i mean did they have some kind of criminal background you know did they do something wrong mm-hmm. but you know it's just it's just like it doesn't make any sense. I and yeah. I, I just kept saying that like if if this was a you know a student that or you know a DACA student that was just you know 
whatever he was doing, but it, he wasn't committing any crime. Uh, apparently, you know, he couldn't provide identification. If you know, I told him this. Right. That's why they said they they ended up. Yeah, I was like him this, because he didn't have his ID on it. He didn't have his wallet or something, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I just I I kept saying this isn't. That's definitely not a reason, um, mm-hmm. you know, to to be deported. Right. And and apparently he was deported right away, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. But it 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 doesn't surprise me either, just because yeah. of everything that has been going on. You know. I think that's what year. makes it ter- extra terrifying is that that's one of the things the administration said they weren't gonna mess with. We're gonna leave it as it is. And seeing that is beyond frustrating because you're just like, how are, how do we, I mean, we already don't really trust you, but at what, where do you want us to lie now when you're arresting people and taking them in that aren't supposed to be, or for the most minor reasons. So it's just really terrifying, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that they're starting something, I don't know which organization it is, but I know something starting you know, to help him, to help bring this student back somehow. So we're going to see, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to see if there's any way, yeah, you know, that we, we can, can help, help or mobilize from here. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. We can try to update with information for that if we figure that out. And mm-hmm. so as we're getting ready kind of to wrap up, so we, how did, I guess, how did it feel being in the public eye and even now still, we were able to find your information because you're still, that's something that happened that affected this community and and i'm sure will come up again unfortunately i mean it's it's great you know being able to speak to you know the media as long as you know they're reporting the truth Mm -hmm. you know because i want to do this just to be able to you know for for the community for my people to know what's going on and how they're able to help and how the power, you know, of uniting with the entire community, you know, how it's very powerful, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I just I, I want to do it just so that people can be informed. Sure. So as long as, you know, it's for that purpose, then I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine right. with doing it. Good. That's good. We're glad you're here with us. And what does what would you say being a dreamer means to you? To me, being a dreamer is, you know, obviously trying to fulfill that American dream that not just not you as a kid, but your parents, your family has when you come here, when they bring you. It's not, you know, it's not my dream. It's, you know, my dream is for my family to fulfill the American dream to be here and live happy and not have to worry about you know hiding in the shadows Mm -hmm. because you know they could come for them at any moment that's that's what it mainly means to me and you know obviously being able my my second biggest dream is being able to you know finish school provide for my mom because she can't work and just being able to be free that's what it means to me for sure well thank you so much for sharing your story with us no problem there's any other things you want to cover any information you want to give out well again shout out to my friend nick hernandez you know for for his help it means everything to me 
I mean, and he says this jokingly, but mm -hmm. he did save my life. Yeah. He, he always tells me, I always save your life. And obviously, I always tell him he's crazy, but I, in deep inside, I he has. He's always been there. He's always saved me. To Raices, you know, for if it wasn't for them starting the, the campaign on social media, I don't know, you know, I don't know where I would have been right now. Shout out to Maria <laughs> for yeah. you know, connecting me with us. you guys. And, you know, I just want to, I know I keep repeating it, but I just want to, for those people that are listening, I just want to, you know, say it one more time that for them, they don't have to be political activists, but as long as they find something, you know, that that they could help in, even if it's just like talking to people about what's going on, even if it's just like giving someone a ride to go to go to a voting location to vote. If they can't vote, maybe just taking someone else, having someone Doing in their something. family, their friend. Yeah, just just do something like, you know, be active as much as you can. You know, I know some people can't do it. And, you know, and just say again that uniting with the community really does work and don't let anyone He's tell living you, proof don't let anyone tell you that it doesn't work that it makes things worse because you know we're ruffling up some feathers and it it really does it's work. important mm -hmm. yeah for sure so i i guess i can share a little news with you uh for our exhibit that's on saturday the 29th which we hope we see you at mm -hmm. and all your friends we can say hi <laughs> yeah, to, to nick and michelle um we're actually planning on having like donations and it's gonna be donated two races because after oh, we wow. heard your story we were like who else are we going to give it to for this oh, for wow. this theme of immigration and we spoke with them at races and they're really looking forward to working with us so hopefully we'll have enough people come out and give to an organization that is clearly really helping yeah. the undocumented when when they need it and so we're we're thankful for organizations Actually, like that one more shout out uh -huh. to north texas dream team all right yeah. yeah besides raices north texas dream team you know those guys were there they they mobilized everyone here locally definitely so, i think that's where i heard about it yeah. from so yeah, shout so out to them for well, sure north, north oh texas God. dream team they're they're awesome i'm they're a volunteer awesome. with them Dope. you know we do a lot of work especially with daca so we can get involved with those organizations definitely, for definitely. sure Alrighty, so I want to thank you again for coming out, speaking with us, and sharing your story. Thank you for having me. Uh, you are home here, and yes. I hope you don't listen to anything that is negative, because I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, but I this, try not to. This is, this is your home, and you are thank loved you. here and welcomed here, and I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. And I know you'll be successful, and I'm very thankful that you stopped by and chatted with us. And thank the you. Colores so really much. always has your back, so if you ever want to come back and chat with us, or if you ever need anything, please reach out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Edwin Romero. I'll give you a little example of some of the things we have coming up in the future. Uh, we are planning okay. to do... Are, are you sing? Do you have an album coming out? You? Yes, I'm actually going to be named Future. And I'm going to rap about drugs a lot. That is, oh my God, you're going to do great. It's going to be really innovative. Boom. I hope you're ready. Next level. There's levels to this. There are so many levels. Yeah. Absolutely. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to preview some of the segments where we're uh, planning to bring to you. A listener letter is our first one. Maybe like a Dear Eva 
kind of like Dear Abby, but better. Dear Easy. Dear yeah. Easy is Mi what Pat just said. Eva. I wait. <laughs> so you're gonna send us your letters, whether it be via, you know, if you want to slide in my DMs, I will. Boom. I will take them. Just let me it know that down. it's a listener letter, a Dear Eva letter, and we will read your read your problem, your issue, your concern. And, and have a little discussion on it. Hopefully we can help you out because we all need some advice sometimes. Yeah. I know I do. I got to go talk to three people, make sure I'm going to make the right decision before I do it usually. Yeah. As well as another segment that we are going to call Self-Care Corner. I am a big advocate on self-care. And if you don't know what self-care is, it is exactly as the name suggests. It is literally caring for yourself and I know that sounds kind of silly maybe a lot of people in my generation are a little bit more aware or well I'm a guy so I don't deal with that wow so, so you like don't care of yourself. <laughs> take care of yourself um, no self care self care is very important I know my mom probably doesn't give herself enough self care but she does it in her own ways for what she knows and what right. she's comfortable with but it's something that is very vital to your health and really helps you out so we're gonna do a little self-care corner because i'm all about giving yourself those five minutes eating that extra chocolate if you really think you might need it just letting yourself love yourself a little bit or making that face mask that will help your you know whatever you're worried about i know i have a lot of concerns and i started doing a lot of self-care Same. and help health remedies at home because mama didn't want to take you to the doctor right away so you started <laughs> buying that almond oil real young me Anyway, self-care corner will hopefully give you some tips, advice, uh, and things that might help you out. I know that's a lot. That happens a lot more on Twitter now and things like that, but I definitely still want to help other listeners out that maybe don't know that apple cider vinegar is works as a toner when diluted with water. Boom. See, it's I just great. gave you a little one. There you go. Anyway, And it smells terrible. It smells awful. <laughs> it makes you want to die. And, and it you might pee even in your worse. pants Like you want to When choke. something tastes worse than it smells, like... It's yeah, like it's bad. Yeah, but well, you know, it works. But it's great for you. Yeah, it is. It's freaking <laughs> disgusting, but it's great for you. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to these a lot, actually, because you know, it's it's always hard. Like, you know, I made the joke about being a guy or whatever, but like, it's hard to really, with the stigma of what's you know of what you're supposed to be doing or whatever. Like, it's always hard to be like, hey, look. You know, it's all right to chill and just be like, yo, man, I got to I got to Let me put this me. face mask on, on and get yeah. that good skin. We all like, have to do it. Exactly, it is not you know? men yeah, I need don't even play. You coconut need this oil too. And, and activated charcoal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I haven't even tried that one yet, actually. You should. Yo, I do need to. Yeah. So that's another little segment we've got going. We've got the listener letter, Dear Eva, the self-care yeah. corner. And <clears throat> one of our last fun segments we're really looking forward to is a sort of business of the week Uh preferably uh, people of color owners because they might not get the light as much as others and they deserve it. So we will want to feature awesome uh, businesses within our area and even without our area. (laughs) We want to feature awesome businesses in our area and even outside of our area because it is important for these businesses to keep rocking. Exactly. And I think that's what's cool about, you know, what what we got going on here cuz for the exhibition, we we got people shouting us out from each end of the country sure. and hopefully we're able to use that in a way that says, "Look, we want to start this conversation locally, but 
on these, bigger scales yeah, as well. Exactly. So definitely. We lot we got a lot of feedback yeah, from people big across shout the out nation. To everybody for real. Like Chicago, New Mexico, like Netherlands. Even, the Netherlands. Like what? That I didn't even know that I yeah. existed in that yeah. place. But no, so it's 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 really dope to see that. But ultimately you know, it, it really goes to understanding the connection between, you know, you know, people say think, uh, think globally, act locally. But honestly, like stuff like that works because especially with social media now, like we need to take yeah. advantage of these things. And that's why we're creating this so we can really unite on all scales yes, for you, because for you. that's why we're here. Yes. For the community, for the culture. Brrr. You amigos. Yes. One final thing, a special announcement special preview we have our chosen theme for the next month yes for the next month's art show we need a drum roll go for it (laughs) oh yeah it sounds too much yeah sorry i can't so our theme for the upcoming month which mind you the theme is going to be incorporated in each aspect, but primarily for the art show. Yeah, so art show podcast party, but focus on the exhibition. On the exhibition portion. It is going to be mental health. <laughs> that's not something you typically hear. I know, sorry. <laughs> I had to. because like, that's, okay, that's That's the only sound effect that I have is the... the it really is. Yeah. It really is your sorry. sound. <laughs> Pat, we need to get you a mic too, Pat. No. Pat's doing Hell no. <laughs> Pat's behind the scenes making sure that we sound cool or making sure that we at least sound okay enough so that we don't annoy you when you're listening. Sorry. But um she she's I'm always super nervous that I'm making Pat really mad because she didn't eat any of the snacks that I brought earlier. We have mad snacks and Pat didn't eat any, but she's over here working hard. So thanks Pat. She ate popcorn. She ate popcorn when like I two looking. kernels. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and her name her new nickname's Pat the Gat. Because she's a straight thug. Yeah. Pat the Gat. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> So, yes, Mental Health Awareness Month. It is April now. Yes. May is coming up. Yes. That is Mental Health Awareness Month. hmm So, that is the theme of our exhibit for May. We don't have the exact dates just yet, but those will come out ASAP. Yeah. And mental health is something that is very personal for me, perhaps Same. for you. Same. I I, uh, I do struggle with mental health. But it is something that is very important to discuss so that people can take it seriously and also respect it and also understand it. Because there are great complexities. And when you think mental health or any kind of mental illness, people often just think of someone in a psych ward and banging their heads and this and that. And And that's not what it is. It's not what it is. And there's a lot more complexities to it. So it's something that's very important to us. And it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So that is the theme of our exhibit. Uh, As I said prior with each theme, it is also going to uh, be discussed within the podcast and or we are going to have an interviewer or an mm-hmm. interview with someone that is relating to the issue. And we plan on also at the party have some sort of donation collection for an organization that benefits the theme. Right. So we hope you're looking forward to that. It is a very important theme and we're looking forward to working on that with everyone yes so please talk to us talk engage to with us, us. engage we're nice people colores co 
at D-E-C-O-L-O-R-E-S-C-O. Look hey, at me rapping there. Are you like a rapper? Am, am I kind of like a rapper right now? You're like kind of like a I'm putting exile. it down. Uh-oh. Did you just put my street name I out there? I might have just revealed his street Eva. name. I'm so sorry. I no, got so excited. No, but yes, like for real, like and, and people that want to have a platform or want to talk to us. That's why we did this. That's why there's an art show. That's why there's a podcast. That's why there's a party. That's why we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud. Snapchat. Snapchat. Even if you, please don't because, send anything bad. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Um, some of those, we don't get blocked. Like, don't, don't hit blocked. us up and get blocked after that first snap. But ultimately, yeah, like a platform so that people out there that are listening are like, yo, you know, I, I, I want to be a part of the conversation For or sure. I, I work on this or I do artwork or, you know, I need to be a little more social and I want to have a good time. This Talk to us. Email yes. us. Write us in yes. any way that this is not for us. This is for the community straight up. Like we want to better our culture. Yeah. Cause the, Dallas is popping. Dallas is popping. We need to like, quit being so yes. snobby sometimes. Like I leave, I love my city. Like I love my city. I'm Dallas till I die. Uh huh. But when I leave Dallas, I'm like, dang, we don't have this in Dallas. Uh, yeah. And then I talk to people and I'm like, y'all look at Dallas like that. And so it's just weird it's, because. We're trying to rid of that stigma. Exactly. That's what we're creating here because you we know, don't want that. We're not all that way. Not, I, to be honest, none of us, like the people yeah, that I, I mess with and the people that I run with, we're not like that. We're you know, not. We're, we're, we're not Tommy Loren at the Blaze, okay? Yeah. Sorry. Don't think of Dallas like that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm excited. I'm excited about all of this. So I am just... too. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm very thankful for the opportunity. I really hope you guys don't hate me. But feel free to come talk to us. Be our friends. Come hug me. I love talking to people and I'm really, really thrilled to be taking this on. As we wrap this up, I'm going to do our last little segment and it's called Who You Got with the Coco, I just made that name. What? The Colores Collective, the Coco. The Coco. The Coco. Isn't that cute? The Mind Coco blown. You're welcome. The Coco. Props. You should be a rapper, man. I am have... a rapper. Low Before key. you know what, I'm, I'm trying to. I have. I feel like in two or three episodes, we're gonna be battle rapping. Oh, gee, you actually yeah. do that, so that's not no, fair. No, but you do that in a way that traditional rap doesn't so yeah <laughs> you're like probably gonna win i'm gonna get body bagged by eva arreguin i need a dj name and a rap you do. name you you'll have one we'll you'll get have there one. yeah Alrighty. so who you got we're gonna start with the one and only pat the rat first pat the gat pat <laughs> Project Pat. I mean, you know, Project. <laughs> That's what she calls herself. She calls herself Project, Project Pat. Pat. <laughs> Young Mango. Okay. <laughs> Who you got, Pat? So right now, one thing that I'm really into is everything that the internet's releasing solo albums. They've been thriving. Uh, Matt Martian's released something. Sid released something. It's all dope. Steve Lacey released something. Steve Lacey produced. Steve Lacey's on damn, y'all. Like. I don't know. Everything that they've been doing gets me really hyped, really excited. Steve Lacey's only 18 years old, guys. Oh, my gosh. And he's doing stuff. Like, they're all doing stuff because I love them all very much. And anybody that wants to find something new to listen to, that's something that I always Any recommend. of the internet, snoot, not, not the internet 
as a whole. Well, you should listen to that too. But any of the musicians within the internet all release their own stuff, and it's all dope. So that is what Pat's telling That's, you to listen yeah, to. Yeah, please listen to dope it. recommendation. It's my thing right now. All great artists. Rafa, who you got? I'm gonna go, and I kind of slept on him or his album, but Jadena's the chief. Cause it's just dope. I like Jadena. Yeah, Jadena's dope, and Jadena's you know there was so underrated. He is, and and I think uh, when I was listening, I so I listened to the whole album, and I was kind of like, I don't really know what to think about this, and I think that's why I enjoyed it so much, because he does bounce around a little for sure. But I think, um, I think it's it's enough to keep. I, I feel like I have ADD, especially this day and age. Same. But uh, I think the album catered perfectly to that. So your ADD? Thank you, Jadena, for helping my ADD. ADD is a conspiracy. Don't believe it. Oh, well. I'm just kidding. I'm I was not like, now say. we're jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. No, but yeah, that album's dope, and I'm Jadena still. Jadena is so. dope. I am in love with him. Yeah. So yeah. Um, in an ADD kind of ADHD, I don't know what the PC term is nowadays, but oh in an age where we're bouncing around instant gratification and you're in a million places all at once, I think the Chief album is is, is pretty dope. Um, dope it took album. me a while, but I caught up and he's he's pretty dope. He's so. also a really great performer and he's beautiful and I'm in love with him, but I'll keep quiet. Um, cool. I'll, I'll have to <laughs> I'll refer to you. you. Yeah. I okay. met him while wearing yoga <laughs> pants and I'm still embarrassed. Sorry. <laughs> I, oh, of course I'm listening to Damn. Why am I even going to what? front? Damn. What is that? Don't play. No, no, no. I, I just want to know what what you're listening to. Damn is the greatest album it? on earth right now. I never heard Anyways, of it. Anyways, yeah, I'm obviously listening to Damn, and so are these people that are fronting over here. <laughs> but to put y'all on some other artists that maybe you have or haven't heard of that I'm also listening to a lot... R2, because I can't keep quiet. R2? R2-D2? R2-D2. He's rapid. What? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay. That stop. That's like album. a whole new... That's like... Oof. <laughs> Pat would have to jump into that combo. Oh, for real. We would need to get Pat the Gat a mic for real. She'd be like, R2. I don't even know how he sounds. Let me quit. No, what was she... She was talking about... What's the 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 other droid? The one that rolls C-3PO? around? No. Uh, 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 what's his the name? One that rolls don't around. tell me. Dang BB-8. it, BBA. She got mad. BB-8. <laughs> All right, calm down. <laughs> That's how she corrected you. BB-8. Well, anyways, not R2-D2. I don't even know where we got there from. The two Shout artists. Arturo. Arturito. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> the two artists I am listening to a lot currently are Lizzo and Princess Nokia. Both dope, woke, beautiful, women of color awesome artist i i've seen lizzo live just for a little bit i hope to see her again later i think i will shout out martin walker but also princess nokia who i haven't seen live but she's amazing she's from new york she's all she's just dope they're just woke they have badass music they're rappers they're cool and they're great so i recommend those those artists that's who i got So as we're wrapping up, thank you so much for listening to the first, very first episode yes. of The Colores Radio. Hopefully you enjoyed it and learned a little something. Don't forget to come out and support the inaugural art show this upcoming Saturday, April 29th. The art show again. 
is immigration themed featuring artists from both near and far this is the inauguration of the year trust me yes trust me from six to nine here at the oak cliff cultural center and then you know we have to get it popping and celebrate life together. Yeah. So the party will be at Taboo Lounge in the Design District from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Because that's a little bit of the pinche pudo. 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 Pinche. P- pinche. <laughs> What'd you call me? You're a, a pudo. pudo. You're a pinche pudo. <laughs> pinche pudo party. Pinche pudo party. Please come out and show support. Yeah. Come say hi to me. I love meeting new people. We yeah. also will have films screened. That's it's freaking, crazy. We're gonna do so. It's gonna be so like I'm so, so cool. excited. I am like, too. Like I, I'm beyond like excited because of excited. where everyone. Me muy excited. Yes, me siento muy excited because <laughs> of everyone that hit us up about the art show. Because of everyone that hit us up. A about Shout the out podcast. to Latino Hustle showing us so much yes, love. Yes, for real. Funky Town holding Funky us down. Town. For real, and then like. I'm still shocked that we got some love from the Netherlands. <laughs> the podcast will be up and people have been like really that excited. I think that's the they most really exciting thing is like people coming up and saying, yo, somebody this hugged is really me dope. and called me De Colores Co. I don't even have a name anymore and I'm pretty that's excited it. about that's it. Who you I don't are. need you're a name co- anymore. You're De Coco. I'm that's De Coco Rayado. Yeah. And the party. Anyways, course. please come out and show your support. We're really excited <clears throat> and looking forward to meeting you all. Come say hi to us. I like meeting new people. Tell me nice things, maybe. Just come party with us. I'll start a cumbia circle and I'll say A because I'll do I saw a tweet. Noises. He will make gunshot Bra- noises. And we can all have a good time. So be sure and follow us at at the Colores Co. D E C O L O R E S C O. Who is like a spelling test? I'm telling you, watch. I ain't even going to give it three. Next episode, we're going to be battle rapping. We better, I'm, we better pat, pat the gap. I'm mental that. health. I'm like, my brain fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, come out, support our show. We're really looking forward to meeting you all. Uh, be sure and follow us on all our accounts. We're on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, SoundCloud. Yeah. And I think that's all of them. For now. For now. We might take it to bigger levels. Maybe we'll be yeah, on because Pinterest. because we have to <laughs> confirm our domain. Oh, yeah. That stuff is difficult. We're not even going to get into it, yeah. but we're working on if it, If there's y'all. any webmasters out there, Please hit holler us at us. Because For real, it's a Because Squarespace, like, there's a subscription. No, it's the other one, GoDaddy. Oh, GoDaddy. Sorry. Yeah, Shout out like, if y'all want to sponsor us. Yeah, please. I got basic coding from MySpace.com, but it ain't working. And like hearts. That's all yeah. I know. And I hearts. I could do the scrolling sidebar that was transparent. Did it have glitter on it, though? Blingy? No, it didn't. It had lightning Anyways, bolts. thank you so much again for listening. And join us again next time for De Colores Radio. Chichia. De Colores Radio. De-, De Colores Radio.